I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Okay, hello, ladies. Um, today, I want to share with you a little snippet of what my morning looked like today and offer one thought, one game-changing thought that I really do think will set a lot of you moms free if you allow it to. Um, So first I'll just start off with just sharing a little bit about the season I'm in, which a lot of you guys are familiar with, but in case you are new or you don't know, um, I'm in a somewhat new and busier season. I have a newborn, I have a one-month-old. I have two toddlers, a four-year-old and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old. And my two girls, they go to a morning preschool four days a week. Um, otherwise, I'm home with my newborn and um, and I work from home. I'm a life coach. I have a podcast. You know, I have just a lot of things going on. And I'll admit, like, this season is a little bit busy in the morning. If I have to get my girls to school, you know, it's up to me to, like, okay, we got to do breakfast. I got to get them dressed. I have to take care of the baby. Or if the baby's sleeping, I kind of have to time out her feeding around what time we have to leave. And I have to get myself dressed. I have to eat my own breakfast. And I'll admit that there, this morning, for example, I didn't get a chance to eat breakfast before we rushed out the door. And I contemplated leaving the house without a bra on. So... <laughs> Very clearly, things are a little bit more busy and a little bit, there's a little bit more chaos going on with just having a newborn in the house and just me trying to get used to juggling it all. Um, But this morning in particular, we were rushing to get out of the door, um, which I I always feel like when, when the girls have preschool, I always feel like we are kind of rushing. Even if we're leaving at the exact time we're supposed to be leaving, I still have like this kind of rushed feeling and we were, well anyway we were rushing to get out of the door and I had one of my children fighting putting on their jacket they didn't want to wear their jacket even though it's freezing out I had another child who was supposed to go put on her jacket and go put on her shoes and she was just dilly-dallying like she went over and she you know found a hat and put on a hat and then she was playing with some toys so I had that going on and then I had my littlest one Josie when she was laying on her little activity mat, which is where I, you know, sometimes I put her if I'm trying to get the other two kids together. And I could tell that she was getting upset and she was starting to cry and I was starting to get stressed. And I, you know, and I'm getting more frazzled. And I know that some of you ladies know what this is like. I know that you have been in a situation somewhat like this, whether you have three kids, four kids, two kids, or even just one. Like there has, there have been mornings where you have somewhere you need to go and it's like, things are just not happening. You know, like it's just things are getting a little bit more stressful and you're feeling more frazzled and more stressed. Well, anyway, we we got in the car and we left the house and I was feeling so frustrated. Like I'm like, I'm driving where we left at exactly the time we needed to leave. We were going to make it with plenty of time. Everything was going okay now, but I was still feeling so frustrated and I, you know, I kind of like stopped to ask myself, like, why are you, why are you feeling this way still? You left the house, everything's okay. Why are you still so mad? And at first glance, the answer to that question would be, well, obviously, it, it's the way my kids were behaving. It was my kids' behavior. 
Of course I'd be frustrated. They don't listen. They don't they don't follow directions. They 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 put up fights with me or they pick fights with each other cuz that happens a lot these days too with my two eldest girls. They just they just I feel like I'm a referee half the time. Um and they're, you know, they have these moments where they're just being rude and disrespectful. So obviously, you know, in my mind I'm thinking, well, obviously I'm frustrated because of my kids. It was it was their behavior. They weren't listening and they just made the day so difficult. But you know, this was kind of like when I started to have that kind of mindset shift. But if this really were the answer, then why are there also days when my kids aren't listening and I'm totally fine? Why are there days where my kids aren't listening and I'm able to just discipline calmly? I discipline with patience. Why are there times when they pick fights with each other and instead of raising my voice and yelling at them or getting mad at them, I just intervene and I, and I do it calmly and confidently and I help them work it out and I don't make a big deal out of it. Um, why are there times when we are running late, like actually running late? And yet I'm not feeling frazzled or like I'm about to have a breakdown in the car as we're driving on the highway. Why am I able to feel totally calm and collected in those moments? If my kid's behavior really is the thing that's causing my frustration, how do you explain those discrepancies? Well, the answer to that, you know, this is what I realized, this is what I wanna share with you guys. The answer to that is that it's not our kid's behavior that causes our frustration. It's not. And this is something I've known for so long as a coach. This is something that I help moms like, you know, come to terms with and have awareness around. And yet clearly I need to be reminded of this myself this morning, especially, but I need to be reminded over and over again. It's not our kids' behavior that causes you to feel a certain way, whether it's frustrated or stressed or helpless or loved even. It's not our kids' behavior that causes us to feel loved. What causes you to feel these things, what causes you to feel anything is never what somebody else is or is not doing. It's the meaning that you are assigning to what somebody is or is not doing. If you are frustrated with your kid's behavior, it's because of what you are making your kid's behavior mean, either about you or about them or about your situation. I was frustrated with my kids this morning because because them not listening, like to me, I was making it mean that we were going to be late. And underneath that, there was also this layer of me being frustrated because I was making it mean that I'm out of control and I don't have power as a parent. And, and this was amplified by us running late. This was amplified by all the other stressors that, that were in that were in that situation. I was frustrated and I get frustrated with my kids picking fights with one another because sometimes I make it mean that my kids are not nice kids. I know that sounds so weird to say, but sometimes like I have that fear, I have that anxiety, like my kids are not nice. And it really bothers me when I see them maliciously taking each other's toys or even hitting each other when they get angry because in my mind, I'm telling myself that my kids are not nice. I've somehow messed them up and now they're, they're, they're going to become bullies. Like, you know, that, that's kind of where my mind goes. And the truth is that these thoughts I'm thinking, they're just stories that I'm telling myself and they're so subjective. Like what makes a kid nice versus not nice? Or how many times can a kid act out before you label them as not nice? That's what I mean by it's so subjective. And truthfully, my frustration a lot of the times, and this is probably the case for you as well, if you find yourself feeling frustrated, truthfully, the frustration is almost always rooted in fear. 
So I'm thinking about all this as I'm driving my kids to school. And as soon as I got home, I decided like, okay, like I really want to think this through. I, I don't want to feel this way every morning because this is just going to keep repeating itself over and over again, I'm sure, if I don't get to the bottom of this. So I asked myself, okay, what did I make my kids' behavior mean about me or about them this morning? You know, what was the meaning that I gave to them? And is, is that meaning or are those stories or are those thoughts serving me? And if not, what do I want my kids' behavior to mean? Do I even have to assign a meaning to it all? Or can I just let a behavior be a behavior and be totally neutral about it? And here's the thought I came up with, okay? And this is something that you might, you might want to write down or you might want to you know, spend some time thinking about for yourself as well. Here's the thought I came up with. My kids not listening does not mean that I'm a bad parent or that I don't have power as a parent. Do you know what my kids not listening actually really means about me as a parent? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Because I can only take ownership of my actions, my behaviors, my patterns. If anything, my kids not listening simply means that as their parent, I now have the opportunity to respond in the manner I think best whether that means disciplining or gently correcting or maybe doing nothing at all in that moment because we just need to get out of the door and this is a skill we're constantly working on with them anyway. Here's the thing, when you assign a different meaning to your kid's behavior in the way that I just did by kind of just taking the meaning out of it, do you see how it takes the negative emotion out of it too? Now, what you're being faced with is not a super stressful circumstance, it's a totally neutral circumstance. And now you're able to take more of the actions you want to take instead of breaking down into tears like I wanted to, or raising your voice, which I did, or angrily threatening to spank, which I sometimes do too. Like now you're able to take more of the actions you want to take because now you're experiencing more of the emotions you want to experience. Less fear and more confidence less frustration and more calm and more peace, less powerlessness and more empowered. Um, I'm gonna share one more quick story with you guys and this happened so long ago, maybe like, I don't know, like nine or so months ago. Um, but our four-year-old Tessa, she has this pattern and it, it's, a, it's a behavior and it's an odd behavior, I'll admit, but she has this behavior and she's had it for about a year where whenever she gets hurt or, um, or you know, whether she gets hurt on her own or somebody else comes along and hurts her, she kind of retreats and it goes into this mode where she will just shriek and shriek and scream and scream. And if you attempt to touch her or try to console her or or talk to her, or even just stand near her, it just makes it worse. She flips out even more. And when this behavior first started, it was like really alarming to us um, because there was a certain situation, and man, this was such a tough day for me as a parent, probably like one of my worst days as a parent. Um, not because of anything I did, but just because like it was so shocking. But there was one day where she was having that certain meltdown over the fact that she had tripped 
she had tripped over her own feet and you know got upset about it and I'm trying to console her and she's kicking at me kicking at me and I'm thinking okay like uh, like I don't want to let her kick at me so I'm just gonna maybe hold her and see if that'll work because you know that's a thing you know like you know we read in books you know that sometimes kids just need to be they need help regulating their emotions sometimes if you hold them you know it kind of helps doing like a time in instead of a time out so I'm thinking okay I'm I'm doing my best here I'm gonna do a time in and she ends up biting me biting me to the point where my whole arm ended up bruising I had bite marks I drew blood like it was very very startling and very very a very emotional experience for me and after that week we ended up taking her to a behavioral specialist because I'm thinking I don't know what to do here like this is so bizarre this is really scary and I'm thinking of all the worst case scenarios like 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 what's wrong with my child well, the behavior specialist assured us, like, like, no, like, you know, some kids, like, this is just, this is just the way that they've decided to handle this situation. And, you know, here maybe like some tips of what you can do, but if leaving her alone really is what, what she responds best to, then leave her alone. And, and like, just hearing that, oh, just, it just really calmed me down because up until that point, like I said, like I was so stressed and worried and just felt very like, like just on edge all the time, just thinking, when is the next episode gonna happen? Well, anyway, so so this happened, you know, a year ago, and then a few months later, we were all at the playground, and what do you know? Tessa fell off of a playground ledge. It wasn't a super high one, but it was pretty high. She fell backwards off of it. I think like it was somewhere around near where the monkey bars are, you know, like where you go to grab on the monkey bars. She had just fallen off. She had felt she fell onto her back. And of course, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she could have broken something. So I run over, I rush over, and I'm seeing like, is she moving her limbs? Is she like, what is she doing? And she very naturally, very normally for her is starting into like her shrieking, screaming meltdown. And, and, and everything that I'm doing, you know, I'm saying like, honey bun, like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? Can, you know, do you wanna stand up? Like, you know, I'm trying to like kind of assess the situation. It's just making it worse. Me even just being near her was making it worse. So as embarrassing as it felt in that moment, because there were a lot of people at the playground that day, not just kids, but lots of parents as embarrassing and like as like just awful as you know it kind of felt in that moment like I kind of just had to step away and I left my four-year-old laying on the ground at the playground screaming her head off while I stood off to the side and just said hey honey bun whenever you're ready I'm right here <laughs> and I just stood there I stood there for a good few minutes and I'm telling you that like we got so many looks because Grant was there too and and, our, and Jamie was there too and we got so many looks that were just like okay like like is everything all right nobody approached us because I and I'm kind of glad they didn't because I don't know what I would have said but I just stood my ground I just stood there I you know I just assured myself like I'm doing I'm doing what I know to do I'm doing the best I can this is this is what I know about my child and I'm I'm and I'm responding from that I'm responding from that knowledge 
And, and I'm sharing that story because the reason why I was able to handle that situation confidently and not let it shake me, although yes, I was embarrassed. Like I really was embarrassed by it, I will admit. The reason why I was still able to, you know, just do what I needed to do and handle that situation confidently instead of get frantic and freak out or, you know, um, like maybe lash out. The reason why I was able to do that was because I had decided beforehand what meaning I wanted to assign to her behavior, to my four-year-old's behavior based on the truth I knew and the knowledge I had. And that meaning that I had decided on beforehand was these meltdowns are not indicative of how well of a job I'm doing as a mom. They're not. These meltdowns are just my daughter responding to her circumstances in the only way she knows how right now. In the only way she knows how. And my job as a parent, listen to this guys, because I think that this is something that you need to really realize and own for yourself. My job as a parent isn't to shield myself from embarrassment, but it's to meet her where she's at and do the best I can, do the best I know how. I really want to encourage all of you ladies today to take the time to really assess the thoughts you're giving power to and the meaning that you're assigning to your kid's behavior. Because if you can manage those thoughts well and choose those meanings well, I promise you will feel so much more confident as a mom. You will respond in healthier ways as a mom. Because instead of responding as a mom who's feeling powerless, you will be responding as a mom who's more empowered. And you guys know that I am so convinced that becoming a more empowered mom is the secret to becoming everything you want to be as a mom. Whether that's a mom who is more full of joy or a mom who is present and, and engaged in her everyday motherhood, um, a mom who um, manages her emotions in a healthier way and handles situations with grace and strength instead of stress and anxiety. This is what, this is the work that I just, I love doing for myself, with my clients. This is why my coaching program, my podcast, my Facebook community, this is why everything is called Mom Empowered because becoming an empowered mom or really just learning what it means to fully wield your power as a mom because we all have power and authority whether you believe it or not, we all do. Like becoming an empowered mom has truly changed my life. It changes my life on the regular, even still. It, I've watched it change other women's lives and I'm on a mission I am on a mission to see it change yours too. And this is something you've been longing for. I really would love nothing more than to walk alongside you as a coach, to be the one who equips you with the tools and awareness you need to become that empowered mom. And I wanna let you guys know there are still spots available in my six month mom empowered coaching program it just kicked back off this week. I am so excited about it and I am still offering free empowerment calls. So let's get on a call. Let's chat more about what it might look like for you to experience more empowerment and freedom in not just motherhood, but really in all aspects of your life. That would just be such a joy for me and could be such a game changing step for you. All right, ladies, I love you guys. I am wishing you an amazing rest of your day. I am declaring an amazing rest of my day over myself because this morning was wild, but I am, I am ready to just get to work, to be the best mom I can be, and to show up in the best way I know.